What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the Unleash You podcast, the number one podcast for growing in all things faith and self-development to promote healing, growth, and transformation. And so what's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode five. If you have not, make sure you check out episodes one through four. Um, I want to go ahead and just give a shout out real quick to everybody who has been liking, commenting, and subscribing, um, shouting me out on social media, as well as sending me personal messages. I just want to let you know that I see it. Um, It's much appreciated. Thank you for all the love and the support. And all right, y'all, so let's go ahead and jump into this episode. And so for today's topic, I want to talk to you about becoming a man or woman that God can trust with vision. And so when God first placed this on my heart, y'all, I was like, you sure, God, you want me to talk about that? And because I kind of wrestled with it, I'm going to be real, because I know that I'm going to be real. I honestly didn't feel qualified to speak on this topic because this is something that God is still perfecting in my life. This is something that me and God have been working on. And so um, the more that I've sat with this word, the more that it's been downloaded, I kind of see the direction that God wants me to go in with this message. And so I want to talk to you first before God can even give you vision, before God can even download um, what he wants to download into your spirit containing the promises and the plans that he has for your life. Because we know that with every believer, God says that I have a purpose for your life. I have plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future as well as an expected end. But before God can start to reveal what those plans are, God has to develop your character. God has to do an inner work. So before God can do a thing through you, God has to do a thing in you. And so I always say that, but it's so true. And so God is always going to take you through a process where he is defining your character, where he is getting in, where he's doing the inner work on you. And so when God first came to me, I know I can be 100% real and I can say like, I was a hot mess. When God found me, I was a hot mess. I was broken. Um, I was a little traumatized, uh, defensive. I had a bad attitude. And so God really started an inner work in me. And so he started to prune me. He started to take me through different things. And like I always tell people, when you go through the molding and the crushing and the pressing, and when God takes you through a period where it feels like fire, like literally fire, 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 like everything just feels chaotic. But what God is really doing is he's getting rid of some of the toxic things that can't accompany you into the new thing. And so God is always going to work on your character because God has to one, know that he can trust you with the plans and the vision that he has for you. And so the purpose is always for God to develop the fruits of the spirit within you. And that's why if we take a look at, um, John 15, John 15 says, um, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. So Jesus is the vine. The father is the gardener, the one who's watering the seeds, the one who's doing the work to bring about the harvest. And so then if we go to verse four, it says, remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, unless it remains on the vine neither can you unless you remain in me and so when we seek first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness he says all else will be added unto you and so God also says if when you seek me with all of your heart you shall find me and so the more that we seek after God the more that we develop a hunger and a thirst to know God the more it says that we will be filled and so in return he's going to fill you with the fruits of the spirit that you need in order to sustain your destiny in order for you to walk out and do the things that God is calling you to do. And so what are the fruits of the spirit? The fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, humility, patience, and self-control. 
All right. How many of y'all have been like, God, please, like, I want patience. Help me develop a character of patience. And God is like, okay, so he's going to put you in situations where your patience is tested. And it's through the different testings and trials that you are being built up, that your character is being redefined. And so also, God, if you have um, pride, God is going to have to get rid of some pride in you because where God wants to take you, there can be no pride because the will of us is to do the Father's will. Like our will is to do the Father's will. We want what God wants for us. We have to understand that God is not going to bless our will. God is not going to bless our purposes, but God is going to always bless his will and his purposes. And so you can always trust that you will be sustained when you are in the will of God. And so, yeah. We might have some pride that God wants to get rid of. We might have an unforgiving spirit. Whenever you think about doing God's will, we have to understand that those who want to be the greatest, they have to first be last. You got to be a server. You got to know that you are here to serve. You are here to serve for the kingdom. And whenever you serve, you can trust that you're going to be taken care of. But you got to ask yourself, what is the motive behind what you're doing? And so I know a lot of us, this is something that God really um, placed on my heart he said, always examine your motives. Always ask the why to what it is that you're doing. And so you say you want a life of success, but ask yourself why. Are you in it for the money? Are you in it for the fame, the accolades, or for the recognition? Or are you in it because you genuinely care about people? That you genuinely care about doing God's will and actually bringing true impact to the world? Because we're not here to just be seen. We're here to actually cause impact. Because when we have impact and we have influence, then we know that God can trust us with souls. And so God is saying, I want to give you the influence and I want to give you the impact but ask yourself why you are doing the things that you're doing is this for your benefit is this for your pride God says to let everything that you do be done for my glory is God getting the glory in your life or are you trying to get the glory out of your own situation and so God has to develop the character within you to sustain the promises and the plans that he wants to do in your life the things that he wants to add on to you it has to be a character work first and so if we look at Romans 5, 3, it says, let us exalt in our sufferings and rejoice in hardships, knowing that hardships produce patient endurance. And so I know some of you guys, you have been going through things. You have been going through trying seasons and trying times, but I want to let you know that God is going to get the glory out of your situation. Can I get an amen? That you're not going for it for no reason. God says, wait on God. Those who can wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. God knows what you're going through. He knows you're like literally... Your life is in his hands. That's why he says, put your confidence in me. Put your trust in me. Know that even when you don't understand what I'm doing, understand that all things work together for your good, that I'm not going to leave you in it because I've already given you my promise that him who started a good work in you is faithful to see it to completion. God is not going to leave you how he found you, but you have to be willing and you have to be surrendered to the spirit. Remain in the vine because those who are connected to the vine bear much fruit. When you are connected to Jesus, when you are connected to spirit, God says that I can continue to do a work in you. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. Just trust me with your process. Trust me with your becoming because I'm the one who started to work in you. Like I said, y'all, he's faithful. He's not going to leave you how he found you, but you got to be surrendered. You got to know how to submit unto the Holy Spirit. And so that's another process that God wants to get you through. He wants to help you develop a character where you can be led. No longer do you have to be in control. And I can say that I had a problem where like I wanted to be in control. And I think that was one of the hardest things about this walk with God and this journey is that I'm really not in control of my own life. And that was really hard for me because when I'm in control, it created like a false sense of security. I felt like, okay, well, as long as that I'm in control, rather it's in relationships, rather it's in business, rather it's in opportunities that God presents me with. If I am in control, like I used to have like this manipulating 
spirit about me where I felt like I had to manipulate situations and manipulate relationships because then it created like a false sense of security for me. And God is saying that this is not your will be done, but my will. Let it be in heaven. Well, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. And so we have to know how to be led by God. And that takes a spirit of humility. That's why one of the fruits of the spirit is humility where you actually say, okay, I just want to do the will of my father, whatever that looks like. God, what do you have for me? Knowing how to tap into the secret place, knowing how to get before God and say, God, you said that every single day that you have bread, a portion that you want to pour out to me. God, what is the will of you today? How do I get one step closer to the vision and the promises that you have for me today? When you have humility, you can be led by God. That's why he says those who are pure in heart shall see the promises of God. I think about David. When I think about purity, not because David was perfect. David was absolutely not perfect, but David had a heart after God. At the end of the day, David had a heart to really please God and to do his will. And he understood that he was still man. He understood that he was still in a fleshly body. And so he understood that he still battled temptations. He still had evil and lustful desires that sometimes took the took over the best of him. But he also knew where his help came from. And so he knew how to fall to his knees with humility and he knew how to repent and ask for forgiveness because God says, if you are faithful to confess your sins, then I am faithful to forgive you. My grace is sufficient for thee. So we got to like God wants to create a humility within you. He also wants to develop patience because your timeline, what you want and the timeline that you set for yourself may not be the timeline that God has for you because God doesn't operate in time. And so God is like, okay, I'm patient enough to go through the process with you. And so if I'm patient enough to go through the process with you, you got to know how to be patient. You got to trust that I know what's best for you. I know when you're ready to receive what, and I know when I can bring certain things into your life because you're going to be able to handle it. And so we have to be patient and really say, okay, not my own will, not my own timeline, but God, I am fully trusted and devoted in what you have for me. And so whatever you're calling me to right now, I'm just going to store it over it. And so God, not only will God do a character work in you, but once he starts to do the character work in you, he needs you to become disciplined. How many of y'all know that if you want to be anything significant in this life, if you want to actually manifest anything of significance, it's going to require discipline. It's going to require you to be committed to your own commitments. And so a lot of times we say that we want this, that, and the third, but we're not disciplined. We're not, we don't have the self-control enough. And we also know that self-control is also a part of the fruits of the spirit. To be self-controlled, to have delayed gratification. I say that I want to see this, but I know that results are not going to always be the first thing that I see, but I got to be consistent. I got to be disciplined even when I don't feel like it. Even when my feelings and my emotions say like, man, it's not working. I want to throw the towel in, but I'm actually committed to this thing. I'm actually committed to see it through because God spoke a word. And so when God starts to give you vision, when he starts to show you different things that he wants you to do, he starts to develop some different passions and ideas and they start coming to you, things that you want to do, things that you want to accomplish. God wants you to be disciplined in it. And so I think about the verse, if we go ahead and look at first, um, which one? No, Matthew 25, 23. And it says, his master said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. So when God wants starts to give you vision, when God wants to take you the distance, God first has to test you on the level that you're at. Can he trust you with where you are right now? Can he trust you to be faithful with a little? Because if you can be faithful with a little, then he knows that he can trust you with much. A lot of you guys say that, God, I want you to bless my finances. I want you to increase me so that I can do all of these amazing things. One, check your motive. Why do you really want the increase? Is it for your benefit or for your glory or because you want to build up his kingdom? 
But then not even, let's go ahead and take it a step further. A lot of you say, God, prosper me, but you have bad money management. You want God to bless you with a whole bunch of finances, but if he gives you the money, how are you going to store it? Are you just going to waste the resources? Because God doesn't want you to waste it. God wants you to actually know how to purpose it and use it. He wants you to know how to hear his voice and actually get instruction for him and then be disciplined enough to follow his instructions on what to do with the money that you're asking for. Because at the end of the day, if God's going to bless you financially, it's because that he can trust you to build up an empire, to build up a nation, to pour out and do his will. We say that we want more discipline with our money and we create a budget, but we're not disciplined enough to actually stick to the budget. And so we have to understand delayed gratification. I might not be where I want to be, but I'm exactly where I need to be. And so if I can't store at this level, how can God trust me on the next level? So I got to be disciplined in my spending. If I really want God to bless me with the resources and the finances that I say that I want, then I got to show him that right now I know how to store it over this level. God, you give me, you give me a thousand. I know how to, I know how to store it a thousand so you can trust me with a hundred thousand. If I can store it over a hundred thousand, then God, you can trust me with one mil and then vice versa. Like it just keeps going up. But God wants to know, are you faithful right here? A lot of you say that I want the vision. I want everything that you have for me. I've been seeking first the kingdom of heaven and God is starting to add unto you. But the moment he starts to add unto you and the distractions come in, do you have the discipline enough to move past the distractions? You say that you want happiness. You say that you want to protect your peace and your joy because you understand that when you have a peace of mind, you're able to flow with God because you can hear God better. Whenever you're at peace, whenever you're at rest, God's voice becomes a little bit more clear and you say that you want to store it over this season of your life you want to store your peace you want to store your happiness but the moment that a door from the past opens and like I said in the last video keeping all doors closed do not look back keep moving forward to the things that are ahead and so the moment that that door tries to come back open the moment that that person from your past who used to rob you of your peace and your joy tries to come back and they're singing a different tune are you going to sit there and say hmm I do want to see what that season's like. I do want to see if they really change. Or are you really serious about protecting your space? Are you really serious about protecting your peace? Or are you going to just be tossed and swayed by anything that presents itself with you? Well, to you. And another thing why vision is so important, I believe that when God tells us to write the vision and make it plain, because when you have vision, you have aim. And when you have aim, you have clarity. And when you have clarity, you got focus. You understand that what your assignment is in this season. And so every single day, I'm disciplining myself to get one step closer. And so if we look at the, um, what verse is this one? If we look at 1 Corinthians 9, 26, Paul says, so I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. And that's when it ties in when he says in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might, might not be disqualified. So if he says that he's not running aimlessly, he's not boxing like one beating the air, that means that Paul had vision. Paul had focus and because he had vision, he knew where to aim. He knew where to go. He knew how to store it. He knew how to set goals because when you have a vision for your life, then you're able to start setting goals. That's going to help you get there one step closer. A lot of us have dreams. But we only dream. And I can be 100% and say that that used to be me. I used to be stuck in planner mode. And I had to realize that if God was going to trust me with the vision, then I had to get out my own way. I had to get out of his way and I had to trust him and I had to walk on water. And I understand as long as I'm walking on water and I keep my eyes focused on Jesus, then he's going to give me the power and the strength in order to continue to carry on. But the moment I look to the left or to the right and the circumstantial things, the moment that I allow in things to get in that is not supposed to be in, then I'm going to start to drown. 
I've been there before. And if you are there, trust me, God is faithful. Peter called out and said, oh, help me, Lord. Do you think Jesus looked at him and said, hmm? You should have had more faith. You should have done better. No, he lifted out his hands and he picked him back up. Then he said, you, of little faith, why did you doubt? But God was faithful to help him. So dust yourself off and try again. And when you do try again, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. You want God to trust you. He needs to know that you're going to keep your eyes focused on him. Because when you keep your eyes focused on him, it is him who empowers you and strengthens you to do his will. You're not called to do anything by yourself. It is not by your strength, not by your intelligence, not by your might, not by your own knowledge, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. By his spirit, you are led. But in order to be led, we have to know how to be connected to the vine. We have to be disciplined in our spiritual life because when we're disciplined in our spiritual life, God will help us in the natural to accomplish everything that we need to accomplish for his will and his kingdom. Because God is very serious about the purposes and his plans. He's very serious. He said that I hold my word higher than my name. And so we can hold God accountable to what he has spoken over our lives because God is very concerned about your life. He's very concerned about his purposes and his plans, but he's not going to waste any word. And so when God gives you an instruction, how are you storing over that? Are you disciplined? Do you know how to actually walk out and and do the thing that God is calling you to do? We say, well, God, what's next? What's next? And God is like, I've already told you one instruction and you haven't even done that. And I can go ahead and be 100% honest. God told me a couple of months ago that he wanted me to start waking up earlier around that 5 a.m., 6 a.m. time. But I haven't disciplined myself in order to do that. So I really don't know what the benefit or the reward is until I discipline myself to that instruction. I can't receive what's next. And so that's something that I'm going to have to hold myself accountable about. That's why I said this is something that me and God are still working on. It's something that we are still doing together. I know that I got to discipline myself to actually be obedient. We know that obedience is better than sacrifice. And so until you're obedient, until you know how to be led by the spirit, because when God gives you a word or an instruction and you actually do that word and instruction and you're no longer just dreaming about it, you're no longer just planning about it, but now you're putting works with your faith. Now your faith is backed by your works. God says, okay, that's a vessel I can pour into. That's a vessel that I can trust to pour into because I understand when I pour into them, I'm going to get a return on my investment. God's not going to waste anything. He wants to know that when he gives you this investment, that he's going to get a return on it, that you're actually going to store the gifts and the talents that he's actually given you, that you know how to properly manage that thing. <sighs> All right. I want to give you, I want to leave you guys with the open vision that God gave, gave me. And this is what it's like to be led by God. This is what it means to move in faith and to walk with God intimately. So God had given me an open vision and it was me standing on a bridge. And on that bridge, I looked behind me and I could see everything that I've gone through in my life, everything that I've gone through in my past that led me to the current moment of where I was standing at on that bridge. And in front of me, I could see all of the plans, all of the future, like my future. I seen my future self. I seen everything that God said that he wanted to add to me in my life, all of the promises that he's given me. But in front of me, it was a gaping hole. And I was standing on a bridge. I was standing on one piece of the bridge. But in front of me, like I said, it was a gaping hole. And I heard the voice of God say, walk. Now, you know, because we don't live a life by sight, by, by sight, but by faith. So I had to ignore what I was seeing on the physical and I had to trust that God is actually faithful. And so I had to take a step anyway, even though I didn't know where I was going to step into. And when I took a step, the next step appeared. And God says, this is what it's like when you follow after my will. This is what it's like when you are led by the spirit. This is what it means to live a life of faith. 
because you don't have to know how it's going to happen. You don't know. You don't have to know when it's going to happen. But if you know how to be led by God, you can trust that God is going to lead you exactly where he needs to take you and that he knows exactly what you need and when you need it. Trust in God. He has your life in his hands. He's serious about you. You are the apple of his of his eye. And so no longer can we be led by our feelings. God wants to know that, can I trust you with the vision? Because when you have vision, like I said, you got focus, you got clarity, you got, you got something that you got to actually store it over. No longer can we live a life of feelings. Well, I just don't feel like it. Well, they really hurt my feelings. And so that's why God has to do a character work because you can't be led by your feelings. You have to be grounded in the truth. And when you're grounded in the truth, then it doesn't matter how you feel. You understand the truth of the matter is I am above and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I know what the word says about me because I know what the word says about me. I know who I am. And because I know who I am, can't nothing, not nearly in this world, no circumstances, no demon in hell, tell me or make me feel unqualified for what God has for me because I understand the God that I serve and because I know the God that I serve I understand that who I am because I know whose I belong to all right y'all that's all I have for you today make sure you like comment and subscribe I hope that this was a blessing for you um last announcement I want to give an announcement real quick I am dropping the Unleash You um, blog and it's a vice column. So you guys will be able to ask me questions regarding faith, regarding relationships, life, anything that you can think of. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at Krista.Dior. That will be launching sometime this week and I will give directions on how you can submit your questions. And I will see you guys on the next episode.